This is Camilla and Claire Investigate. This week on Camilla and Claire Investigate Podcasting, we speak with Mark Rise, TV and radio presenter, voiceover artist, and prolific voiceover podcaster. Here's a little bit of what's coming up. It's a radio program on the internet, not on the radio. But make it sound nice. Because if it doesn't sound nice, I ain't going to listen to it. Full stop. Let's just set a mic up and do the show. Hello, this is Claire Reeves from Camilla and Claire Investigate. And at the moment, we're investigating podcasts. We're going extremely meta for our first series of Investigates. And we spent an amazing day, really intense, really fun at the podcast show in London just a few weeks ago. And as part of that, we learned so much about how podcasts are put together, the kind of podcast world itself, the fact that there's not really any limits and that even they're starting to branch into video, so many things. And who knows what the future is? We were told it's short clips and, you know, delivering clippable answers and questions. And oh my goodness, so much to think about. And where we are right now, okay, with the podcast is that we've got some lovely interviews all edited and ready for you to listen to. However, my issue is that I haven't put them anywhere yet. I don't know how to do that. Somebody did tell me something, but it's gone over my head. I'm rubbish. So what I wanted to do is to chat to a fellow voiceover artist, Mark Rise, who has got a really successful podcast. And I'm hoping that he's going to share with me some of his thoughts about podcasting, his journey, and how I actually get it into people's ears because that's my number one bafflement at the moment. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Mark Rise. Hello, Mark. What a build-up. Hello, Claire. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Just to pick up something that you just said about shorter and shorter clips. This is happening in every sphere of the media at the moment, shorter and shorter clips, but there is still place for long form. I see podcasts, and the way I describe a podcast to older people who maybe have never listened to a podcast before is, it's a radio programme on the internet, not on the radio. True. But then we come from radio backgrounds. You and I both come from radio backgrounds. And it was interesting because that was the perception I went to the podcast show with. Uh, Basically, I'm going to have a little radio programme that's not on the radio. It's going to be (laughs) half an hour long. It's going to be this format, that, that and that. And then I did find, as I alluded to just then, that talking to more and more people, it became about, well, why do you have to do that? Who says? You know, there's no podcast police telling you you've got to have an ident 10 seconds in. But it has got to be listenable. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, people understand the rubric of a radio programme. True. That's what they understand. They get that. Younger people, not so much, but the over 35s, definitely. And it depends what audience you're going for. If you're going for the 18 plus audience, fine, you do whatever the hell you want. Look at what Radio 1 Extra is doing. They're doing that on the radio as well. If you're going for a wider and more mature audience, I think you have to put in certain audio clues and subsequently visual clues as well, if you're going to move to video, so that they understand the rubric of what they're listening to. Ah, good call. Mark, 
Give your podcast a plug, though, for goodness sake. Our <laughs> podcast is called How Do You Say That? And basically, it was that premise on a bit of paper. How do you say that? Because voiceovers can say a script in any number of different ways. All of them are correct. Well, depending on what the client wants. I mean, the client will tell you whether they want that, that or that. But if you just look at a script per se, you can read it a number of different ways. So myself and uh, my good friend Sam Boffin, lovely voiceover artist, get together each week and have a voiceover guest. And we play with some scripts and then we go, oh, what would happen if you did that like a little old lady? We chat to people each week and I have found and you will find this, Claire, I'm sure, and anybody else who is making podcasts, is once you are on a weekly podcast treadmill, you can't jump off it. I've heard this. Yeah. On this journey of yours, what would you say to the point that you are now where you've got a bit of a regular following and people talk about Mm -hmm. what you do within the voiceover community? Definitely, for sure. I know that because I'm in that world, probably beyond. What would you say is the main thing that you thought, oh, I wish I'd known that when we started. I'm still learning about how to get it into people's ears. It was one of the things you mentioned in your introduction. Mm. Uh, Getting it into people's ears is difficult. I am very pleased with the organic growth of it. Um, I, I become a bit obsessed at looking at the actual numbers each week. Oh, and I didn't never check think, your likes. I, oh, I know. <laughs> but in fact, it, we are on a very strong upward curve, which is lovely. And Excellent. it's obvious that people are coming back time and time again to listen to more episodes. And, and that's lovely. It does grow organically. I also find if you can get your guests to whack it all over their social media as well, it's very sensible that they will talk about it because they're the important one we did make sure that the guest is the highlight of the show it's not about us it's about them definitely and i think because we're there every week people learn more about us every week sometimes a bit too much Um, but with the guest they're there to shine and your formats enables that to happen almost as a matter of course Mm -hmm. doesn't it and and we set out deliberately to do that i mean i think we got ours off the ground really quickly i we began in mid-january I rang Sam with the idea mid-December and went, do you think we can do this? Got the stings and the intro music and and that all sorted out for the beginning of January. We went through about eight different titles before we actually settled on how do you say that? Sam came up with a bit of artwork and then we were there. We were ready to go. Yes, we enlisted our friends in the first five episodes. Of course we did. Absolutely. That's what you do. Um, But they're all voiceover artists, so they were all uh, absolutely right. And then people started coming to us saying, can we be on it, please? And it's like, oh, Oh, that's great. That's been the most joyous bit about it. And also when we've outreached in Facebook and places like that in in the forums and said, do you want to be on it? And then at the one voice conference, when I was going around to people going, well, would, would you like to be a guest? They're all definitely going for it yeah so you're right within that audience it is is getting really quite well known yeah and that's that's brilliant and i'm very pleased you have a secret that i need to know the answer to mark (laughs) look i'm fairly techie in a sort of audio sort of way Mm -hmm. but what is causing my head to not function properly is what i do with my interviews and podcasts that are sitting there on a computer what do i do with them where do i put them are they ready to publish (laughs) 
Some of them are, yeah. Fine, okay. Very easy. Sam put me onto this because I was using a different podcast client for a previous podcast that I did called Surviving Lockdown, which was a project that I did during lockdown talking to business people. Surprising the amount of work that came out of that. I kind of need to do series two of that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that, that is the key. I mean, that, that, that is a good marketing key. But I didn't use the same platform because it didn't give me all the numbers. It didn't allow me to integrate terribly well. Uh-huh. So we went to Captivate, Captivate Captivate.fm, I think it is. And it allows you to put your episode in and to put the show notes in and book the guests through it. It allows you to do marketing interactions. It allows you to do sponsorship through that as well. It allows you to put a pre-roll advert, a mid-roll advert, a post-roll advert. It allows you to do absolutely everything for about £12 a month. That's fantastic. And they host it. That's what it's called. Yes, they host it. it, Absolutely. And if you've got an existing podcast, you can take your existing podcast from your current host Mm. over to them as well and have it all in one area. Ah, so I just need to explore that. Yep. You know, obviously, several podcast hosts are available. And yes, they've kind of, I've looked at things online where some boxes are ticked that they might be able to do that for you or that for you. But it's kind yep. of, I suppose, you know, I'd reach the point and I'm like, well, I sort of like the look of that. And I sort of <laughs> like the look of that. How do I do this? Okay, I probably plus, just have to oh, press the go button, don't yeah, I? Plus the fact with Captivate, you can also create a podcast player and a web page that they create for you that that can then host it already. Gosh! They pretty much do a, a, a complete uh, service, which for me worked really well. We don't use their website for it, although we have got it running on a website because yeah. Sam's got it on her website and of course I've got it on uh, mine at britishvoiceover.co.uk. Plus the fact it's also on Apple and Spotify and and all of the other ones. And that takes a while. It takes a while for them to click onto all the others. But the nice thing again about Captivate is it's got a page where you look at interactions yeah. and you tick, yes, I want it to be on this one. Yes, I want it. And then it takes you exactly through what you've got to do to right. get it so, on. So that's how you get it onto Apple and things yep. then. Yeah. You say, wow, I feel a little bit relieved by this my overriding that somebody emotion. has actually done it all and it's a Brit that runs Captivate I think oh that's nice I think from some of the videos that I've watched it's certainly a Brit talking in the videos do you know that's almost answered all my questions in one handy hit mark <laughs> there you, you had no idea you were going to be this useful to me that is going to inform what we do next with all the content that we've created around mm. Camilla and Claire Investigate podcast because I've been kind of sitting on it going oh, I don't know quite know what to do next <laughs> Now we've got it is all this the next stuff. step, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is. And I don't know whether it's something to do with my generation or my traditional radio background or something, but this for me has been the hardest leap to discover that bit and find out how to transmit it. It's the same kind of thing as when you then became a voiceover artist and yeah. were editing all the pieces before you sent them to clients. Yeah. It's that same other techie bit of, here's the creative bit, here's the techie bit. Yeah. And there are two techie bits in podcasting that I find. There's the editing of the actual episode, and then there is the podcasting, narrowcasting rather than broadcasting, right. is what they call it. So uh. there's the two different things there, but you've got to be equally happy with the creative, with the yeah. edit and with the techie side of it. It feels like, you know, podcasting does massively feel like a 
skill set for this new generation that's kind of coming up and working out how how to navigate social media and broadcasting, doesn't it? Well, the difference between you and I and lots and lots of other podcasters, Claire, is that I am standing in my very high-spec voiceover booth. You are standing in your very high-spec voiceover booth with all the connections there already because this is what we do for a living. Absolutely. There are a lot of unlistenable podcasts out Mm. there that have a microphone on their kitchen table. I don't have a problem with that, but make it sound nice. Because yeah. if it doesn't sound nice, I ain't going to listen to it. Full no, stop. There's no. no there's no getting around that. It's a barrier, isn't it? And yeah. it will just turn you off. My you know? husband listens to a podcast with three quite well-known comedians, and the content is superb, really good. But their engineering is mm. appalling. And so when yeah. they all laugh together, it literally blows my speakers out. And it is so uncomfortable to listen to. Are we just too fussy though, listen. Mark? No, we might I don't, be, no, 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 no. No, because if your ears hurt when you listen to something, yeah. <laughs> you are not going to listen to it. True. I mean, I don't mind a little bit of kind of the sort of rebellious, let's just set a mic up and do the show. I don't mind that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about quality. You need, yeah. and I'm not talking about quality of content. I'm talking about audio quality. Audio quality. And that is really, really important. I also learned, because I used to normalise my audio to whatever it was, and I watched a bunch of things on YouTube, and I think from Music Radio Creative as well, from Mike Russell at Music Radio Creative, mm-hmm. talking about great levels for podcasts, whether they're single person talking to you, whether it's a stereo interview, whether it's then a mono interview, and what settings that you should actually put on your audio. And that's what people are not doing. Interesting. Yeah, we actually spoke to Mike as part of this uh, Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. He is a font of knowledge, isn't he? He is. There's not much he doesn't know about audio mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. how it's processed. Mark, it's been a revelation, and I feel <laughs> like I'm almost ready to press the go button yes, do to it. Get, this, get this show on the road. <laughs> do you know what... Here's a question for you. Do you know, for your podcast player... Yeah. Do you know what colours you're going to... Do you know what your brand colours for yeah. Carol Camilla Investigate Yeah, are? we do. We've nice. already got a logo. Nice. Love Mark, you, you do remember who you're talking to. Here. Oh, yes, the branding queen. Sorry, yeah. yes, I forgot just for a moment. The branding queen. Yep, yep, yep. I'm yep, obsessed yep. by branding in you all You knew your forms. secret sauce for this before you even started, I, yes. didn't you? Yeah, yep, fair. Fair. Yes. I did forget just for a moment, but now I'm right back. I'm right back in the zone. Sorry about that. You can find us on Instagram at Camilla and Claire Investigate, actually, and take a look at... Uh, are very fledgling but but nicely branded social media (laughs) content so far and uh, we will share the episodes throughout our social media in fact this week i I have a distinct sense that i'm gonna get my act together yay (laughs) which would be a pleasant change for everybody involved in my world (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) but we'll see how we do in the meantime it's been invaluable mark rice give us your website once more so that people can find out a bit more about you Yes, you can find out more about me at britishvoiceover.co.uk. And of course, you can listen to How Do You Say That on all good podcast platforms. We're there. You just type it in and it will come up for you. Subscribe, like, um, review it. Do, Do what you do with podcasts, I think. Yeah, brilliant. Good advice. Um, Mark, thank you so much. Thank you. And good luck with your amazing podcast as well. Thank you so much. This is Camilla and Claire. Investigate. Next time on Camilla and Claire Investigate Podcasting, we investigate our investigation. 
we'll talk through what we've learned so far, our highlights, our lowlights, and what we might have done differently. Every day's a school day, so join us then. To make sure you get hold of the latest Camilla and Claire Investigate, subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Thanks. Thanks.